0: 30-minute reviews, Beware of Spoilers, and Exploring Hyperspace Lanes are all available ad-free. But if you want to support the show, you can go to bewareofspoilers.com and click the support button that's available on the Spotify website. Thank you. Good evening, and welcome to Beware of Spoilers, I am Adam, and happy Valentine's Day, um, and Ash Wednesday, for those of you who celebrate, which one of those things where, as this movie's starting, I'm sitting there in an IMAX theater, because I went to see this in IMAX, because that was the best screening that lined up when, with when I got out of work, so I'm sitting there in this theater, and I had a great idea for a short that I was gonna work on, where it's like... You're, you're sitting there, and you have to explain your choices to to whoever is the person you have to explain it to when you die. And it's like, so so let me get this straight. It was Ash Wednesday, and you decided to go see Madam Web on opening night. Um, but yeah, so that, that's what I just did. I just saw Madam Web. And I think I'm more let down by this than I am by Morbius. Um, I would say this is worse than Morbius, this is worse than the Venom movies, this is worse... I mean, because for me, movies are all about potential. And and there is potential there for interesting ideas. I think Morbius is the least of the letdowns in that way. Because I went into that with no expectations in the same way that, like, Craven, I'm going to go into with no expectations... And I think even the first Venom movie I went into it with very little expectations. Um, Venom 2 I went into with more, because I had built it up in my head, which is a bad idea on my part. Uh, not anyone else's. But, when I, when I... With Madam Web, there is the potential for interesting ideas. I think a lot of the casting choices are great. Like, you know, I, I think Sidney Sweeney is great as Julia Carpenter. Um... I think that um, Celeste O'Connor is great as Maddie Franklin. I think that um, uh, uh, Isabella Merced is great as as, um, Anya Corazon. And I think that had this movie been basically a Spider-Man movie with any one of these characters, that could have been great. This could have also been, and also worked interestingly well... If this was a a movie that was kind of Charlie's Angels, a little bit, with three, with Madam Webb at the center, with, like, I don't know if if we talked about it on here, if we talked about it on 30-minute reviews, but, like, that poster that they put out for uh, for the Marvels, where I'm watching this I, see this, I see this poster, and I'm like, oh, shit, this has a great Charlie's Angels vibe, with, with Fury standing in the middle with the three of them on top, with Monica and... And Kamala and, and Carol, you know, on top. And I'm like, oh, that's really—that's a cool, you know, look for what this movie is. And, and I dig that. And, and I think that had that been what this movie was, that could have been interesting. Um, the issue is the final product is so disjointed. And it has a lot of the same issues that I had with Morbius, where very clearly this is a movie marred by studio interference— The easiest way to tell this is watch Ezekiel's mouth any fucking time he talks because it is some of the worst ADR work I have seen in a movie, I would say probably ever. Like, it it looks like it's not even close to synchronized at times. I, I think there's one or two times in the entire runtime of the movie where his mouth is shown at the same time as he's talking. And then it's, like, they're just some kind of borderline nonsensical things that happen throughout the entire plot. Like, you have this guy hunting you, and then, like, like here was the, the, the moment where I, I, like, I audibly was like, what the fuck? Where it's, like, it's toward the end of the movie, but, you know, as a recurring thing throughout, Ben Parker's a main a main character played by Adam Scott. And then there's also uh, Mary Parker, his sister, who is, you know, Spider-Man's mom, Peter Parker's mother. Um... And she's pregnant. She's about, to give, she's about to give birth. And and in the third act, the thing that incites the, the whole issue is Ben is taking her... Has to take her to the hospital because she's going into labor. Here's my issue with this. He's a fucking EMT. Like, his job... He, he's an EMT. Like, that's kind of the weird thing about this whole situation. Where it's like... Why? He could deliver the baby in the house safely. Like, oh, we need to get her to the hospital. It's like, maybe if he was, I don't know, a lawyer, an electrician. Um, and, like, there are, there's no shortage of other careers where it's like, oh, shit, we got to get her to the hospital. Why can't, like, why do I have to get her? Like, why can't I let her give birth in the house? Like, if, if anyone could, in the year 2020, uh, to, uh 20, uh, 2003 help her give birth in the house, it's probably him. Like, it, it, it's it, it's such a weird thing as, like, the inciting incident to get them out of the house so that way they can get back on Sims's radar. A lot of things that happen in this movie feel like they happen because they need to drive the plot forward, and they're, they're like, well, we need to come up with a way. Well, all right, so she's giving birth. It's like, well, just don't think about it too hard. It's fine. Um, I, I think that there is—and and, and the big issue is— Unlike Morbius, unlike Venom, unlike presumably Craven after that first trailer, there's a chance for a good movie under this. Like, there's definite potential if you let people who care about the characters tell their stories. Like, again, any one of these actresses in their own solo movie would have been great. Any one of the all three of these actresses in a movie would where they're actually getting a chance to to do something great because their dynamic when they do get together is not unenjoyable. Like, they, they, there are some some funny moments that, that, that these characters have and not the unintentional comedy that happens throughout the movie where it's like, this is just fucking bizarre. Like, why is this happening? Like, legitimate funny moments. And it's because these three are, you know, good actresses and they can do a good job. I just don't understand the, 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 how do I put this? I don't understand the, the, this being the final product. Like, I don't understand making a movie about, number one, Madam Web. And you could have, like, again, I said it before, like, you could do the approach where she's kind of the woman in the chair for these three Spider Women in this alternate world. You could still have Ezekiel Sims be the bad guy. Like there are so many things that could work about this movie, but because it has to be a weird origin story for Madame Web, it, it it doesn't line up. And that's kind of where this this movie lands for me is that there's enough. It, it it's just not enjoyable, and it's one of those things where it's like, I feel like Sony's fucking with us. Like that's the issue. Because we've seen Sony make good Spider-Man movies, and not just the ones that Marvel helps them with. We've seen Into the Into and Across the Spider-Verse, both of which are great movies. Um, the first two Raimi movies are good. There are elements that are good in Amazing Spider-Man and Amazing Spider-Man 2. They're not great movies, but there are elements that work. And and the issue is, I'm not 100% certain where the disconnect I think it's just they're hoping for brand recognition, and, and 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 I get that. But at the same time, I'm like, you gotta make good movies, and eventually people are gonna be like, what the fuck? They're gonna stop showing up. Like, look at what happened to DC. I think this year could be for Sony what DC had last year. Like, I think this because Madam Web is just not good at all. I don't see Madam Web making a good amount of money. I don't see Craven making a good amount of money. And then I see Venom doing the Aquaman slot, where it doesn't make a ton of money, but it makes a good amount by by franchise standards. Not a ton, but it 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 does enough to be like, all right, well, it's not a complete bomb like the other three were. Like, it's such an odd thing that I'm like, why are we doing it this way? Why why I, why do we have to make the movie so shitty? Like, and I get, like, I, I can understand the thought process from a corporate standpoint about we have to make the movie, you know, we have to make the movie as crowd-pleasing as possible. So we're going to sit here and we're going to have people the entire way through who are going to nitpick and do that. So it's not really, di- it's directed by committee, it's, it's edited by committee, it's written by committee, it's not, you know, it's, it's produced by committee. And I understand that's kind of where a lot of these issues come from. And I, I again, understand that part of it. I don't agree with it. I understand where the mentality comes from. My issue is, like, how many times does this need to happen? And, and the issue is, people keep going to see the movies. That's the problem, is that people stop seeing the movies, it should stop happening. Like, Sony needs to be stopped. That's kind of where we are with this, is that you have to stop with these fucking movies. Like, I understand you need to do them to keep the rights, but do you have to do villain characters? Is that what you have to do? I don't think so. Like, I don't think you need to do villains. You could do Spider-Man characters. And again, there's a really interesting thing in this movie that, you know, coming off of Echo, I'm, I kind of caught that was that was kind of interesting. This idea of Ezekiel Sims being this kind of evil Spider-Man and kind of being Spider-Man but as a bad guy in the shadows, it's menacing. And, and when they're doing that, it could be cool. But it just isn't. Because ultimately, he's not fighting anyone; he's getting beaten by the environment. Like it's the kind of thing where it's like you know, anytime they, they lean into that, it's it it, it it can get scary. But they don't do it enough, and, and or commit to it enough to make it work for the entire runtime of the movie. I, if it's me, I'm I'm putting a moratorium on this and being like, let's get this shit straight. Because we're a, we're a laughing stock. Like it's not like people are going and seeing Morbius and being like, "Oh yeah, this movie was great." Critics were wrong. It's like no, the critics didn't like it. The movie wasn't good, and then the audience didn't like it either. Like it's a problem. The fact of the matter is, they they need to get this shit straight. And 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 the issue here is, you have three actresses embodying roles that had they just made it a solo movie, would have been great. Like, why are we not just making a Spider Gwen movie? Like, do a live action Spider Gwen movie. If you really need to make these live action movies to make things, you know, to keep the rights, do that. You know, the live action Spider Gwen, live action any of the three from this movie, also would have been good. Um, live action, uh, what was it like? Uh, um, I, I'm just kind of baffled. Like, and 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 again, there's part of me that doesn't that. You know, I don't know the intricacies of the contract that Marvel Studios has signed with Sony, because I don't understand why there hasn't been a live-action Miles Morales movie. Is that reserved in this contract that if there is going to be a Miles Morales movie, it has got to be MCU adjacent, and and Marvel has to co-produce it? Like, is that is that the situation that we're in with this? Um, I don't know, and and maybe maybe that's why it's like okay, maybe it is a Hulk situation. Where, it's like, as part of this contract with Marvel Studios, they can't make, you know, the Spider characters into their own solo movies, but they can make the, what's it called, like, they, they can make the villain movie. So, like, here they get away with it by doing a spider Woman a Spider-Women movie, because they're not really Spider-Women, and, you know, they don't really suit up. Like, it, it's weird. Like, it's a weird situation all around, and I don't think it's being handled well. And I think, too, you need to find people who are... Like, and the issue is inherently going to be... Anytime you do one of these villain movies, and for a character who isn't an anti-hero... And they're not going to fight Spider-Man in the movie, because for whatever reason, you're not going to do that. Like, the the issue becomes... You have these characters that are inherently bad guys. Like, they, they are characters that are, that are designed to be foils to the hero, and and I know we talked about this last year with Morbius, or two years ago with Morbius, two years ago with Morbius, yeah, Morbius was two years ago, Um, they're designed to be foils to the hero, they're designed to be a a reflection of the hero's, you know, personality traits, to be like, okay, so this is that personality trait exaggerated to the 10th degree, and this this is why that is like, and it's like, oh shit, so he's fighting a part of himself, or she's fighting a part of herself, I get that, I don't understand why Sony doesn't get that, because that's the issue here, is that if you have these characters who are designed to be foils to them, it's like, so we gotta make an even worse guy to to be the bad guy, and here it's not really the case, because it's like, they they had Ezekiel Sims, and like, but the, the issue is, it's like, if you're gonna do these, you gotta find, you know find characters to have them fight where it's like, okay this could at least be interesting to watch like very clearly at the end of this movie, they're trying to do like, and this is a thought I have while I was watching, I'm like this like, they're trying to do the Deadpool 2 sequence with, um, what's her name, with, uh, with, um with Domino, with the luck ability which is like, oh, they nailed that, they did a great job with that and that's what they're trying to do here It's just unsuccessful, because it's... Number one, you have no reason to care about any of the characters, because they don't really define any of them. They're all kind of cut from the same kind of broody teenage cloth. And then on top of that, too, it's like, even Cassie's motivations are unclear. Ezekiel Sims' motivations are unclear. Like, what the fuck did Ezekiel Sims do in the future to get three Spider-Women converging on his location with, you know, with intent to murder him? Like... And, and, and not just capture him and take him into custody the way that other people do. Just straight up murder him. What did he do to get that? To, to design that? Like, they, they don't explain it. They don't give us a reason. And, and then it's like, okay, so he wants to stay alive. That's why he's trying to kill these three girls. But it's like, like, like by the time you get to the end of the movie, and they, just, they do this big reveal where it's like she goes to this pool of water and, and sees the past and sees, you know, her mother and all of that. And it's like, oh, I I used to hate my mom, but, and it's like, this is a verbatim line of dialogue, I used to hate my mom, but now I don't. And it's like, we never got that at any point during this movie. We never got that there was any ill will that she felt toward her mother. Like, that that was reflected nowhere in this, that she was like, oh, I'm, I'm mad at her for putting our lives in jeopardy by going to the, you know, going to the Amazon to study spiders. And, and, You know, all of that bullshit. Like, there is no indication that she had, you know, that she harbored ill will about that. But the, the emotional climax of the movie is her expositing how she feels. It feels like in The Last Airbender, when Aang goes and sees all of the, you know, all the other avatars. And instead of letting the weight of his destiny wash over him, they use that to exposit dialogue. Dialogue's exposited over it. And it's like it—it it just makes the scene fall flat. And again, it's the same thing here. It's the emotional climax in a film that needs to be explained to the audience because it's via ADR because we don't see anyone's lips moving. But it—it it, it doesn't get handled well up until that point in the movie. This is a skip. This is don't even bother watching this movie when it comes to streaming. I wouldn't even say pirate this movie. It's—it is bizarre that Sony continues to make these movies. And it's, it's one of those things where, it's like, I'm sitting here watching, I'm like, and at what point did they think, like, oh, this is bad? Like, did that thought ever cross anyone's mind whether as they're, they're, they're you know, as they're shooting it, as they're editing it, as, like, as they're screening it? It's like, did it ever occur to anyone that's like, oh, this movie's bad? Like, this is going to be a problem. This is not going to be well-received. Like... You had to have realized at some point that this movie was going to be a problem. Like, th- there's no way you get to as far as you do with this, and you're just like, yeah, it's fine. We got this. It's just a bizarre choice overall. Like several bizarre choices happening the entire way through, and not in interesting ways to get the audience engaged. Like, it's just silly. I don't know. Not off to a great start this weekend with with the movie releases, because this, this movie was, you know, was was not great. I mean, only place to go is up with Bob Marley One Love, uh, which I believe we're doing on Saturday. But holy Christ, like, I, I know, I'm taking the, whatever. It's just, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm sitting there and I'm watching this, and, and, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, this is two hours of my life that I'm never getting back. Don't watch Batman. That's that's what I got to say on the matter. Send the message to Sony that they can't just shit on a plate... And expect people to eat it by telling them it's, it's food. Like... And look, if if we get a movie with these characters, you know... Doing something, you know, real. Like, if we get a movie where it's like... Oh, and now we're gonna do a, a real movie with... You know, with these three Spider-Women I will give it a shot I will give it a fair shot Because I think that the, that casting Is pretty solid That I would I would see e- Any of them be given a chance again I don't think it's likely Because, um uh, Elizabeth L Merced is now tied up in, in D.C. land Um, playing Hawkgirl for the, the new D.C.E.U. Um, but I don't know Um I think this is probably the end of this road, and and it's it's clear that they they had very little plan for this movie going in, and I don't know how this one got expedited so fast. Like it, it's one of those things where it's like, remember back in like the the early 2010s, mid 2010s, when Disney had just acquired Star Wars, there was like a litany of announcements of like, we're doing an Obi Wan movie, we're doing a Yoda movie, we're doing a of the Hutt movie, we're doing this movie, we're doing this movie, and it's like, oh, cool, all right. And a lot of them are like, oh, that sounds awful, that sounds awful, that sounds... A lot of those ideas sound better than what we got from Sony over the last few years with their villain characters. And then the question is, once we, like, the only one that franchise has actually worked uh, financially is Venom. So what happens after, you know, after Venom 3? Are we still going to just keep making Venom movies over and over again? And then the question becomes, what about, you know... What, like, are they still making the El Al- Merto movie? Like, I, I know they lost Bad Bunny, but, like, is that movie still happening? I mean, I, I could see a world in which it does. Um, are, are they still making the, you know, I don't even know what else they have in development. Like, wasn't Tombstone in development at one point? Like, it's just baffling me. Like, what fucking nonsense, I don't know, I digress, we'll wrap up there for today, Uh, like I said, this weekend we'll be doing Bob Marley One Love, possibly another movie this weekend at some point, Um, but we will wrap up there for today, so until our next episode, have a great rest of your week.